Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Hello. And Jehu. Here to talk about Black Panther, the latest Marvel, a Black Panther Wakanda forever. Let me stand corrected. Uh, The latest Marvel release where we find the nation of Wakanda reeling from the sudden and unexpected loss of King T'Challa and the rise of a new enemy from the depths of the ocean with a shared and unexpected tide uh, history and past to the nation of Wakanda. Directed by Ryan Coogler, starring all the same people from Black Panther 1, minus Chadwick Boseman, hashtag RIP, and Daniel Kaluuya, who was probably filming Nope. Uh, <laughs> newcomers, I think this is correct, Tenoch Huerta. I love uh, it. And uh, other people. I don't know anybody else from that fucking Talocan person, but go ahead, Jay. I, I just wanted to ask you, did you decide to do such a good job of introducing this because uh, Lake Bell was in this and she made that movie about voiceover artists? No, but I was very happy to see Lake Bell in this I movie. was too. I wish she had a bigger part. Yeah. I forgot so she we- made that movie. I, I was thinking you were talking about the I Know That Voice movie, which I also watch, which is John DiMaggio. But there's also, oh, what is the name of the, the one that she In a World. Oh, in a world, you're right. And I also watched that movie. Why do I like voice actors so much? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wish I, I turned to Christian five seconds into this movie. Said, "Is that Lake Bell?" Yeah. <laughs> Guys, what did we think of Wakanda Forever? You know, man. I mean, this. Uh, you know, this movie had a lot to overcome. It lost its star and had to basically, uh, you know, work around that. And I think they did a pretty good job of it. I think it's a little long. Definitely think there's some fat they could have trimmed, but overall, I like it, except for one big important thing that I think we can't get to till spoilers. Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I look, I, it's a similar opinion. I think it's it's probably better than Transformers, but it's definitely not. I mean, it definitely I don't think is going to be the same kind of cultural impact as the first one. But also, I just think qualitatively you know, by any numbers is, is not as good. It, it's a partially just because it's a little long, which I think some of them was necessary, which we will talk about, I'm sure. Uh, but I think it's good, but I, I wish it was better. I definitely think it's better than Transformers, but I didn't love it. Um, I agree with you, fellas. Listen, it's too long. Um, everything with Martin Freeman, as sexy as he may be in this movie, is I know he's jacked in this movie. Yes, he looks very good, um, but totally unnecessary. 100%. Hey, um, on, on Martin Freeman, do you guys ever have any songs that, like, when you hear the intro, you're like, man, I recognize this, and I think this song is a banger, but then when the song actually starts, it's a bitter disappointment? Uh-huh. That's that fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers song he was listening to. Did I <laughs> like I like every time I hear that? I was like, oh man, this is gonna be a kick ass like Franz Ferdinand song or something like that. And then Anthony Kiesa starts his bullshit. Yeah, bummer. Anyways, go ahead. Anthony Kiedis is the Joe Rogan of lead singers. <laughs> uh, um, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it means everyone thinks he's good, but he's fucking not. <laughs> Everyone thinks Joe Rogan is a funny comedian or a good podcaster, and he's neither. 
And that's exactly how I feel about the fucking red hot chili pepper. I thought you were going to say something about Anthony Kiedis, like subtly promoting right wing agendas to the Listen, 25 and under generation. Me. But wouldn't surprise look, me in the least. <laughs> look, I, I don't hate the red hot chili peppers. I would have an above ground pool if I had a bigger backyard. But um, but they occupy a larger spot than they should. Yes. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. I have more feelings, <laughs> but I'm choosing not to share them. Having said that, the good Red Hot Chili Peppers are produced by incredible producers, not because the Red Hot Chili Peppers are good. Um, <laughs> I think, I, again, I really like this movie, but I didn't love it. And to that point, like this movie feels like it lacks a main character. And I feel like that's intentional, and I feel like it gives Chadwick his due, but I think it's to this movie's detriment, and we cannot let that continue into Black Panther 3. Um I, I definitely think that the lack of a protagonist main character makes Namor feel like the main character. Mm. And that doesn't help that Namor is, you know, I mean, a lot of the later day Marvel movies, the, the villains have have a point of view you can get on board with up until a point. And Namor may be the one most like that. Like through most of this movie, I was just kind of on that dude's side. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't agree with that take about the main character because I feel like one of the things that the first Black Panther really established was it was an ensemble cast movie and not a Chadwick Boseman movie because I don't believe that movie holds on its own without the supporting cast. I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but do you not? I mean, like, I feel like the shadow of Chadwick Boseman is on this movie. Well, for, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. I just don't necessarily think that's like, I think that's, well, are we in spoilers yet? I guess it doesn't really Well, I was about to say the, the, to really discuss this, we'd have to get into spoilers because there is a main character, but it's the least interesting person in the movie. <laughs> My point being, I don't necessarily think that's a negative. I'm not counting it as a detriment to this movie. I think you probably was the right decision for this film, but I think that kind of does hinder this movie. And hopefully it's the only time we do it. I think going forward, whoever the new Black Panther is, that has to be the main character of right. the film. Well, Chadwick Boseman probably won't die again, so you're you're probably on the right track. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely, I mean, particularly in the big Namor fights and stuff, I was thinking, man, this is really cool, but how much fucking cooler would it be if this was Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. Overall, I'm going to say better than Transformers. Oh, yeah, better than Transformers. Yeah, totally. Uh, We'll get into spoilers now. Um, So spoilers from here on out, but uh, to, to, to follow up directly on where we're at, I feel like we talk about the bloat in this movie, you know, there's a required amount of time in this movie to grieve the loss of both Black Panther and Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, like in universe, uh, which I think is like necessary, but also is what makes this movie two and a half plus hours long. Right. Well, I think also what makes this, you know, movie too long and without, you know, they say the story was very much the same. So I think what probably happened in this is the parts in this movie that most of the Black Panther parts went to Shuri. Most of the T'Challa parts went to Shuri in this. And most of the Shuri parts went to, uh, you know, what what's her name? Riri Williams. Mm. So I think they probably had to write that character in. And as soon as they did that, they were like, okay, this they should have thought, okay, this movie is too big. Let's cut all the shit out with Martin Freeman and Freeman and Elaine. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the Martin Freeman bits are useless. 
I don't know what they add. The entire concept of like the United States bombing, whether Talukan or Wakanda. Um, I get that there may be political real world overtones there. I don't think it does anything to enhance the plot of this movie because the ultimate like concept we're trying to prevent is Namor overrunning the world, like mm-hmm. destroying the world in protection of Talukan. And so I don't get what the presence of a, that like American subplot with the CIA and all that. I don't know what purpose it serves other than Jehu. You're right. Like that was supposed to be something supposed to be there. But honestly, I don't think it needs to be there. I don't know what it adds to right. this film. And truthfully, think- that probably only saves 10 or 15 minutes. But I think that 10 or 15 minutes would have gone a long way. It would way. be a useful 10 15- I'd take it. Uh, yeah, well, do, you, do you think Marvel has a thing where they're just like, we need some white people in this, just somewhere? I mean, I, I think it was probably more crass than that of, hey, we need something in this that's advertising the next thing. Hmm. I mean, I agree with you, but I don't even know what that is besides Elaine being in this movie. Right. Like, did you pick up on anything in those scenes that was referencing Thunderbolts? No, it was totally just, hey, these people will probably be in Thunderbolts. But there was in no way that it was like mentioned. Because this is their first time on like on a in a movie, not on one of the TV shows. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that uh, I think Hurt might actually be onto something here. Well, no, I take that back. She she's in the end credit scene of Black Widow. Oh, okay, You're right. That's the first time you see her, I think. But that was, you know, that went straight to Disney Plus. That was like peak COVID, so that's it's true. hard to even count. Fucking Black. Yeah, Widow. I mean, that's where I watched it. I watched that at home. <laughs> um, th- things that are good about this, I love the guy who played Namor. They they drastically changed uh, Namor's whole deal, and I was fine with it because they got the essence of what Namor was about. And man, going into this. My biggest worry was the flappy ankles. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I told you guys on here before that when I had read Namor comics, I had never pictured the ankles as being flappy. After watching them for three hours, I fucking love the flappy ankles. (laughs) When Shuri molests the flappy ankles. I was about to say, it's used to great effect. Right. I was, I turned on her. I was like, fuck Shuri. Don't mess with the flappy ankles. Uh, Is there anyone in this movie that you don't think would have been be- a better choice for Black Panther than Shuri. There is the list of people who I think would have been a Black Panther in this movie is several people long, Hurt. Right. I, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think I think literally everyone in this movie would have been more likable in that spot. Hmm. I think they go such a long way, dude, for... God, this feels wrong. Like, I feel bad saying it, but it goes such a long way to make Shuri suffers so much from the grief of losing T'Challa mm-hmm. that it's almost like you you feel so bad for her that if she couldn't come back, you would believe it. You would be like, I get it. She's just broken now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. And because of that, like my mind says I would have rather seen M'Baku or, you know, Joseph and I are on Lupita's like we're conductors on that train. She right. mm-hmm. right. fucking everything. Um, Lupita. Um, even a Koye, like I think if you had after especially what happens with Queen Ramonda mm-hmm. and her being discarded, like a Koye being the new Black Panther, mm-hmm. I feel like all three of those choices make more sense than Shuri just being this extremely angry and broken character. And mm-hmm. then you put all the expectation on her of being the Black Panther. It's a hard narrative bridge to jump, in my opinion. And kind I of tell you- 
Oh, good. I'll tell you who else I think could have been better. Fucking Queen Ramonda. Angela Bassett was so fucking good. In <laughs> like, she is criminally underused. She's fucking great. And to, to counter Hurt's point here earlier about, you know, kind of not copying and pasting, but cut and pasting, I guess, uh, plot points to different characters after Chadwick died. Would this movie work if we had just done like a normal Black Panther movie with T'Challa in it? Uh, because fucking Namor is not very different from Killmonger as far as like intention or motivation. Right. No, I, and to that point, Joseph, I think obviously the scene with Killmonger is the best scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, 100%. It's killer. And it works so well, I think, because of how much Shuri relates to him in that moment and also how similar Namor is to Killmonger in motivation. If it's T'Challa, like, what is it? T'Challa never needed to learn the lesson of Killmonger. And, like, what's 2.0? Like, what do we need from there? I, I do think Namor only works because someone else needed to learn the lesson, but I'm a little disappointed that we went back to that well a second time, basically. Right. I mean, that's fair. I, I will say, so uh, on a similar note, uh, I'm sure you guys have, have read, well, I mean, you could also just watch the movie. Apparently, you know, some people watched the movie and read like a semi-romance thing between Shuri and Namor, like in the movie. Apparently that was a more intentional uh, a push early on, but test audiences did not like it. But I'm kind of curious why, because I think that is kind of the point is that when they first meet, when she voluntarily goes down to, I can't remember the underwater Talo city, Talokan, they are, they're in very similar spaces where she's still just like, you know, very angry and they both have a similar mantle of responsibility kind of being thrust on them. Um, and I, you know, I look, you know, I like, I like seeing attractive people match their faces together. Why not? Yeah, I, I agree. I liked the, I liked the slight romantic bend, and I didn't know that it could have been more. But if it could have been, I would have liked that because they were good together. Yeah, I thought they had great chemistry together, those two. But that does bring up the other thing I don't want, I, I dislike about this movie. As much as I praised Ryan Coogler for building a culture in Black Panther 1, what a fucking disappointment Talo Khan is in this movie. <laughs> right. mm. There's a bit when uh, Namor is like, I gave my people the sun. Motherfucker, turn that on because we can't see what's <laughs> right. going on. It's dark as shit. In general, this is a very dark movie and I don't mm. mean in tone. I mean, it's hard to see in places. Yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed with how Talokan was presented. On the flip side to that, Ludwig Gordon fucking delivered. Nailed it. His music for both Telecon and Wakanda and the individual characters' themes I'll, all I'll, fucking kick ass. Like like fucking uh the switch to like Shuri's theme where you know she's like the technology minded one, you know, the I don't know, innovator in in Wakanda to like add kind of that 80s techno feel to it. I fucking loved it. It's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. I've been watching a lot of community and New Girl lately. So I am all about Ludwig. Too? Yeah. Huh. I'm all about Ludwig Gorenson right yeah. now. Yeah. I like there's a part of me that wants to hate him. You know what I'm saying? Because there's like there's a certain part where this is this is uh in a diff- for a different podcast that we don't do that we could do about like movie scores, but like there's a, a like something that annoys me about the fact that he's just sitting in a fucking 
soundproof studio playing on a MIDI keyboard as opposed to like writing shit for an orchestra. Like there's like a different feel to it, but at the same time it fucking kicks ass. I can't be right. too mad about it. Yeah. I mean, I know we're talking a lot of shit, so I want to say some things that I love. Sure. Um, Queen Ramonda, Angela Bassett. Fantastic. Outstanding. I do think Letitia Wright is, does give a great performance as Sherry. I don't know that I always love the choices they make for her, but I think she fucking kills it. But above all else, Heard already kind of said this. Fucking Namor is awesome. Like, is. So I, they, before we get into this, I want to take a moment to say, like, you know, I like, like, uh, you uh, wish his dick was bigger. I mean, I do wish his dick was bigger. I mean, it is bigger, but I wish they would show it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I like most people made a big deal about pronouncing names right for the last two or so years. Namor. Uh, and like when Namor fucking shows up and explains his his uh, backstory and calls himself Namor, and then fucking for the rest of the movie, everyone continues to call him Namor. I'm like, well, okay, guys, <laughs> this feels a little shitty, but all right. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say, I they change absolutely everything about him while maintaining exactly who he is, and right. I think that is fucking killer um we've talked we talked behind the scenes about doing like a black panther black adam combo episode and i don't know that we're gonna get to black adam but i do want to hit on this point namor is the character the rock thinks black adam is 100 mm. percent. oh my god absolutely fucking not he's <laughs> not and it's so crazy these movies came out two weeks apart from each right. other because like Namor is exactly what The Rock thought he was playing, and he misses every target possible. Mm -hmm. But this fucking dude who, like, just learned English to play this fucking character. Is that true? I don't know that it's true, but I know he doesn't speak a lot of English. I'm watching this with him. It's a second language. He was, like, learning English on the set of the movie. Fucking nails it. Yeah, he he kicks ass, man. And, like... The entire character of Namor is like, I'm a protector of my people. I will do, I will protect the world only when it benefits the people I care about. Other than that, I'm a super dick. And that comes through perfectly in this movie, no matter what they change. And I just, I fucking loved it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you you put it exactly right. This is the, this is the movie that The Rock thought he was making. And then just, I don't think had the skill to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy really did, you know, uh, going back to this, there's no way the rock was ever going to let a girl tear off his flappy ankles, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I think that's what hinders the rock. I mean, I think hurt to that point though. Like the issue is this is who Namor is in the comics, right? Like, even if you've changed like backstory and created this like Mesoamerican society, which I all thought was super cool. Right. But like, tonally that is who namor is nailed it 100 exactly there is nothing like that for black adam no in the comics he is a shazam villain and a like <laughs> b or c tier justice league villain there's none of this anti-hero maybe i'll protect the world if it benefits my people bullshit like he's a bad guy that's right. who he is and so and- it's it's weird the rock chose that character in my opinion and I, I honestly, my theory on why why he did it is 
he was trying to relitigate the Scorpion King. Oh, mm. for sure. Yeah. He was trying to make no. This is the movie. I was going to make with the Scorpion it's King. It's so important to know that the Scorpion King still is awesome. I love the Scorpion King. <laughs> well, that was the next thing I was about to say, but somehow made a movie way duller. It is, it's worse. It's way worse than the Scorpion yeah. Look, yeah. <laughs> That's not where we're at right now, but yes. Yeah, uh, I, I, I also want to say that I, as to changing his backstory, you know, I mean, they 100% looked at it and said, hey, you know what? This guy's origin is exactly Aquaman's. They're not similar. They're the same exact mm -hmm. origin. And they could have just stuck with it and done it better. And they would have done it better. But they were like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just we'll just build it from the ground up and do something of our own that's better. And it works so well. And it is exactly what the character should be. Should be. I can't wait to see more of him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know uh, if this is something he was going for. But Ryan Coogler uh, is very good at making hot villains. Yes, he is. He is. For yeah. sure. He is very sexy in this. Look <laughs> at his flappy ankles. I know it. Like you that think you, you think you couldn't overcome that? Yeah. I, I mean, having said that, I would say um, I know a lot of people don't like comic booky bullshit. When a movie is too comic booky, they get turned off. They want the real, whatever. I think that's crap. Right. I love the one lines of dialogue they created to justify all the shit with Namor. They gave <laughs> us a reason why his name is Namor. They gave us a reason why he has to be naked all the time. Right. Um, I loved even even like the Shuri explanation. We need to make the suit look different. Let's have some Killmonger influences. Right. Like I think all of that works really well in this movie. Even if it's just one stupid line of dialogue, I bought it. I was into it. Man, speaking of comic booky bullshit. I wish I would have been in an auditorium full of people to see this. I saw it on like a Sunday afternoon two weeks later, so I didn't mm. really have a bunch of people. But I wish I would have been like a sold out show because I bet some geeks went fucking nuts for that Imperious Rex shit. <laughs> it didn't in our theater. Yeah. Well, fuck those people. Because <laughs> that um, shit was dope. I went nuts all by myself. I did want to, I mean, I don't know how much time we have left, but like how fucking good is that in credit scene? Oh, it was great. It was maybe the best scene in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Do you think that's because there's a little bit of like happiness and letting go in that moment, in that moment where there's none in the rest of the film? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just feel like we needed more of that. And I mean, honest to God, the character we get it the most from is fucking M'Baku. And right. uh, which was not an I would it's kind of an odd character choice, but Winston Duke's so pleasant, I bought it. Dude, I, I tell you something, as soon as I saw uh the Atlantean villain Akuma was in this movie, I was like, fuck yeah, we're gonna get Mbaku versus Akuma. I did too. We didn't, and that did was not. really disappointing for me. They're both still alive, it could still happen. That's true. Um, the only thing else that I really I mean, kind of disappointed me. And this is this is like one of my dumb, like, you know, read comic things is like they fucking totally changed the Midnight Angels. And I didn't like that. Look, <laughs> all, all of the Iron Man suits in this that are not Iron Man suits look like absolute fucking trash. Dude, the that Midnight Angel suit look exactly like they do in the comic book. That is a page to screen interpretation. Look, that's fine, but they still look like trash. That is another four minutes I could have cut out this movie. Anything about giving like you know, anybody else an Iron Man suit. It was fucking stupid. Particularly if you are introducing Riri Williams, is not a character I enjoy, but she should have been the only fucking Iron Man in the movie. That is a good point. She's going to be Iron Man. 
And I want to I want to note on that. I know you've mentioned her. I don't know. I have never read any Ironheart here, like comic books or anything. But like, I think casting wise and just kind of the base characterization we get in the small time we spend with her. I like Riri Williams. I think she's an interesting character. We spend a total of like six minutes of screen time with her. The movie version of her is way better than the comic version. And yeah, I like this actress a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed Riri in this movie. Not that I like expected not to, but I had a lot of reserves that I don't know how it was going to go. And I think she fucking kills it. Is there anything else we wanted on on Black Panther? Well, I I will I will say that I made two predictions. They were both wrong. Doctor Doom was not in this movie, but but I still stand by my reasoning. And number two, the Midnight Angels debuted debuted whatever the fucking word is in the Latvian Wakandan War and Doom War in the fucking comics. So like, listen, I think there was plenty of reason to believe he would have been there. Uh-huh. Number right. two. I said there would be multiple Black Panthers. I think that's still fucking true. Whether that happened in this movie, I did not. But with all those fucking heart-shaped herbs, I highly doubt we don't get a M'Baku Black Panther sometime in the near future. I mean, that would be pretty fucking rad. That's going to be a great suit. I can't wait for that suit. <laughs> He's so giant. I know. <laughs> Who the fuck would beat that guy? Put, put the fucking fur on there. Right. Have you guys heard the new theory is that... um in Captain America, First Avenger, it's like stolen vibranium makes his shield, but that the actual the serum that that he, Steve Rogers takes is actually heart shaped herb. No, all right on that, that they stole both vibranium and the heart shaped herb. It actually makes a lot of fucking sense. It, it does. does. I look. I think there are a lot of things that, that Ryan Coogler tried to do on this that didn't necessarily succeed. Like you know, I think the whole Talokan stuff. I like the idea of trying to be more like faithful to like really do an underwater city as opposed to a bunch of CGI nonsense mm-hmm. from Aquaman. But I think practically it just did not work out. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I, I think the idea of like fighting on the side of the giant ship, it's a cool idea, but functionally it just didn't look that great. It didn't. It's, it's just one of those things where I, I think they were, they were great ideas on paper. Then you put the money and the people there and you're like, ah, this wasn't as good, as good of an idea as I had hoped it was going to be. Everything on the ship looked awful. Yeah. Like the whole ship scene looked looked bad. Uh, it kind of looked like the special effects level of Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow, a <laughs> movie I love, but that is like, you know, 25 years old. Uh-huh. It should look better than that. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I think I think it's probably top three of phase four, but um, it it's had a relatively some low bar to clear. But yeah, you know, had some issues with it. I still think generally I really enjoyed it. I am excited to watch it again, but I'll watch it from the comfort of my home probably over two or three days. <laughs> I could not have said that better myself. <laughs> All righty. Well, that was Black Panther. Is it Wakanda forever? That's correct. Okay. Yep. I, I said that out loud and then I was like, that doesn't seem like it could be really be what they called it, but this is what they really called it. I'm assuming we're moving on from Black Adam because fuck that movie. Yeah, fuck that movie. It sucks balls. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, the only good thing I'll say about that movie is the the only time it even felt remotely real is any time Pierce Brosnan was speaking. Yeah, Pierce he was Brosnan's great. great. No yeah. doubt. The suit looks good. He's good. That mustache is fucking sexy as fuck. Great. Terrible movie. Yeah, you guys, you guys watched that together, right? 
Oh yes. yeah, I, did you? I hope you watched it with Sarah because I would be so mad if I watched that movie that, by that's myself. That's what I. That's what I wanted to tell. Because I imagine when you guys watched it, even though it was a bad movie, it was probably a fun experience. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it by myself, and it was one of those like questioning, "What the fuck am I doing with my <laughs> life?" moments. It was that, so bad. That well, it's good. You you've uh, confirmed my hypothesis because I was like, I would be so angry if I saw this by myself. And, and one other thing I want to say about it, and then, I'll, then I will shut up about it. Did you, have you ever had like a friend who broke up with a girl, but they just wouldn't shut up about them afterwards? And you're uh-huh. like, why did you break up if you can't let this go, if you have to always bring it up? It's so important to know that that is me. Of, of I'm yeah, the person is. that did that. But For sure. That is the WB and Zack Snyder. Because, <laughs> I mean, that this movie completely has the Zack Snyder a- a- aesthetic all the way through it. You know, move on from that dude if you're going to fire him. You That's know what's it. crazy about... <laughs> apparently, Henry Cavill doesn't have a contract. Like, The Rock set that up, but there's no contract for him to come back. Like, people are <laughs> like, fucking, oh, he's back. And it's like, no, the fuck he's not. Like, he's not. <laughs> the The funny thing about uh, about that is, is that The Rock, I think his... His whole stance now is like, hey, I know nobody's watching this movie, but I brought Henry Cavill back. Yeah, yeah, they like, brought him back. all so the press he's doing now. They knew the movie was going to bomb. They thought <laughs> that would be the thing. To, and it made like 250 mil. Like it just it just sucked. I think The Rock genuinely thought they would put him in charge of DC Studios. I really uh, believe no, that. No, 100 percent. I think he thought that he was they were going to build the whole thing around him. And then they went and hired a Marvel guy who's just going to make Marvel again. And listen, it's a way better model. I'm much yeah, more excited to see what he has to do. Right. We'll take it that's over probably there. enough about Black Adam. We don't. Yeah, need yeah to that's do fine. That. You're right. You're right. <laughs> worse than Transformers. Worse than way worse than Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what have we been watching the last couple weeks, guys? Um, I watched Don't Worry, Darling. Uh huh. And since oh boy. Her- since Hurt talked about it, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> um, my conclusion to that is that rich people need to hire an, a, just one person. Then their entire job is to say, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because this movie is evidence that rich people think they only have good ideas. Right. <laughs> and they don't. If I mean, hopefully Elon buying Twitter is the lesson everyone will learn. But if not, don't worry, darling, is should qualify as well. In Nope, there's the scene where like keep showing like a black guy riding a horse, and it's like the first thing ever on camera, and they just keep replaying it. It makes sense in that movie. It has a place. In this movie, there's a bit with ballerinas that I have no fucking clue <laughs> why it's in this movie. Right. I yeah. don't understand it. They just wanted to shoot ballerinas in black and white and then keep showing it. It doesn't fucking make sense. Right. I will say this. Florence Pugh, Henry, Harry Styles, whatever his fucking name is, Harry Styles, they go to town on each other. They're very attractive. I'm not mad that happened on my TV screen. <laughs> right. But when you are constantly, listen, everyone wants their shit in somebody else's mouth. I understand. But when it happens that much to a person that attractive, you should know you're in a simulation. You should know. <laughs> Spoilers for that movie. But fucking listen, if Harry Styles is going down on you every day, you are not in the real world. I don't care if you're as hot as Florence Pugh. It doesn't make sense. No one puts someone else's shit in their mouth that often, no matter how hot they are, every single fucking day, you are living in The Sims. 
That is how everyone plays The Sims. You're just trying to fuck the AI. Listen, <laughs> that's what's happening. I would I also think- like to add to that point for a movie that was supposed to be, you know, those scenes are supposed to be so empowering of female sexuality. That's just the rapiest movie ever made. Yeah. Fucking get on this table. I'm eating you out. Fucking shut up. It's happening. Um, it's fucking weird. And I don't, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I wish it was better. Cause like, I think Nick Kroll deserves a chance to be in a serious movie. Right. I fucking think Chris Pine is good in it. I think Florence Pugh is good in it. I think fucking Harry Styles is totally fine in it. But Olivia Wilde makes every fucking mistake possible. There are, five or six better episodes of black mirror that handle this exact topic. It's way too fucking long. Don't watch it. It's worse than transformers. What else did I watch? Oh, I started Wednesday and that show's pretty good. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's fine on my television. I will say this Jenny Ortega fucking killer as Wednesday Adams. So good. Um, I know, I understand, I appreciate that Tim Burton looked at the original Adams drawings and thought, you know who looks like fucking Gomez? Fucking Louis Guzman. And I get it, but he's fucking terrible in this show. He's so bad. I get that he looks like a cartoon character. It's fucking stupid. Who's great? Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia Adams. Awesome. Like, that dude just takes me out of it. He's fucking terrible to look at. He's got terrible dentures in it. I get that he looks like the original drawings, but he's not a good actor, and he doesn't... My eyeballs don't like seeing him on screen. Do you uh, understand how much more press this would have gotten if it was Oscar Isaacs and Catherine Zeta-Jones just feeling each so other hot. Right? It would have been so fucking hot. It would have been too hot. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Um, <laughs> but the show's pretty good. I don't think it's stellar, but it's pretty good. I don't know what Brienne of Tarth, what deal she's made with Netflix, because she's in fucking everything they make right now. But good for her. She's getting a paycheck. Maybe I'll give this another try, because I literally watched it like for four minutes and saw, oh, she's got mental powers. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that that was that I had a very similar reaction to begin with. Truthfully, I did. Right. But I've stuck it out and everyone's pretty good. Right on. All right, her your turn. Uh, well, I was going to ask you, did you, did you watch the midnight club? I didn't, I, you know, I love Mike Flanagan so much, mm-hmm. but I have not watched it. I, I, that's, I knew you did. So I figured you would. Yeah. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I, um, you know, I like midnight mass a lot, but this one just started in a hole for me because it's, you know, about cancer kids in a hospice dying, but they're also fucking sexy. Hmm. Like, you know, like, I, I understand you, you know, you gotta, you gotta sell the looks on TV, but none of these people look bad. Like, I don't know. Uh, I just, I found it a little hard to follow. I think it might've been made for binging and I didn't because the whole premise of it is, you know, these guys get together every night and tell their own little horror stories. So there's the horror stories within the horror stories. And those stories have ongoing narr- narratives that go from episode to episode. And I honestly just got lost in it. I may try it again sometime, just more based on how much I'd like the previous series than, than this one. But uh, I'm not going to go as far as to say worse than Transformers, but I, you know, I didn't love it. That's disappointing to hear. 
but again, like I said, I think it might be built for binging. I think you've got to really stay on focus with all the different threads going on. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about, just because it was fresh, hot off the press of the day, uh, there, there's a new Metallica single, and I like it. Uh, okay. Oh, wow, yeah. Metallica has, has not knocked it out of the park in a long, long, long time. And, you know, it, you know, it just seems like the style they play in, age can't be on their side. You know, mm. doing thrash drums at 70 seemed like it's going to be impossible. But this is pretty killer. It's very reminiscent of, you know, first record Metallica, sort of motorheady, sort of new wave of uh, British heavy metal. It just... It is just concerned with being fast. I, I don't love James Hetchfield's modern voice. I, I liked him better before he could sing. But <laughs> he does a pretty good job in this one. And uh, Kirk Hammett was once described uh, by an author as being both the most underrated and overrated guitar player of all time. And man, this might be the guitar solo that just cinches that award. Mm. It is so stupid and so fun, and so fast. But, uh, you know, I've, I've already seen on the internet, metalheads have already decided they hate it. But, you know, fuck them. I, 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 I don't live in metal land. I'm at most a tourist, and I enjoyed it a lot. Worth checking out. That's it. That's all I got. I like to think that it, it means more when you like a Metallica record, Hurt, because I think, I, if I remember correctly, you also think that Lars Ulrich is a piece of shit. Oh, I, I do, and I so do. and so I feel like you have to like overcome that extra little level. <laughs> really no, one hundred percent. They are guys that I would really enjoy disliking, but uh, they seem to have settled into a groove in their old age. It's becoming more likable. All right, I'm going to follow up on a thing that I talked about the last time we were here, just because it took me like fifty hours to finish all the way, which is God of War Ragnarok. Right. Uh, uh, one of the things I I failed to to uh, sell people on when I was explaining it was, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that kind of like the A tier Norse gods are are uh, in this one, but I failed to mention that Thor is played by I don't fucking know the actor's name. It's Gary Bertier from Remember the Titans, who's also oh, in Sons shit. of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and most importantly, Odin is played by fucking Toby from The West Wing. Hey, wow. that reminds me, the one thing I meant to mention about Black Panther that I did. If you look in the credits, Toby Ziegler doesn't have a name. So I, I think, think it was supposed to be Toby Ziegler. I, I think mean, it's the, the West same Wing character. takes place in the Marvel Universe. Why not? It definitely felt just like Toby. Right. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's just that guy's thing. Right. <laughs> it felt more pro-war than Toby was, but right. it felt like Toby. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I it really it seemed like him, you know, which I don't think he would be able to hold that position after the end of the show, but you know, most people didn't watch it after uh after Sorkin left anyway. So I I'm still I'm still going with the West Wing takes place in the Marvel universe. Why not? He he is listed as US Secretary of State. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Toby. And Odin. Uh, oh, what's up? <laughs> Odin. Uh, yeah, but you know, in this movie, in this game, he's he's Odin. Uh, look, the, the game takes a really long time. It's too long. It's too big. I feel more negative about it because of how positive other people are about it. Because it's 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 good. <laughs> it's very good, in fact. 
but it's definitely it's it's not great and it's not even close to as good as the first one i don't think i think the first one's got a much like tighter narrative one of the things that i think is the most surprising so uh, for for anyone who's not aware actually hurt specifically do you know anything about like the god of war series i i played the first one and the one that was on psp okay perfect so no that's exactly so you know they they made they made a hard tonal shift in in the PS4 whatever you know uh game uh which is i think is supposed to be like kind of this symbolic growth of both like you know the character but also like the video game industry as a whole right right um it, it's a very like much more mature take i mean for the the original games are you know i think famous and sold on kind of this you know absolute gratuitous gore violence you know cursing interactive sex scenes you know i mean it's ridiculous it's the most ridiculous fucking shit on earth which i mean admittedly once you start the the whatever it is 2018 god of war like it's a completely different game it has absolutely nothing to do with that but it's so strange to me having played this game that i if i was going to like compare it to another game it is i mean not even just like a little bit, like way closer to like Kingdom Hearts than it is the fucking original yeah. God of War. <laughs> it is, it is, and I, I don't even, I don't even know what borderline. It is kind of a schmaltzy game. Like it is heavily sentimental. Uh, they, they, they go kind of way out of their way to give everybody what's the word I'm looking for? What do you call it when somebody's got like a legitimate motivation? I can't think of it. Um, legitimate motivation. Well, yeah, but like they give, they give everybody kind of enough of a characterization, enough of a, a motivation that like you get it from their side. And, you know, even though people do things that are counter to what you want to do, they're still like they're doing the right thing from their perspective. And I was like, well, come on, guys. Some people are just jerks. They do have one character that's Heimdall in this in this game who is just a jerk and he's the most fun character. <laughs> uh, so, look, I, I it's better than Transformers. It's, you know, I I think if you like the style of game, particularly if you like the gameplay, the first one, the gameplay is exactly the same in this one. Uh, it's fun, but it's definitely not like great. On the absolute flip side, I went to go see the new, is it Martin McDonough, I think, is the director. Is that right? Same guy who did In Bruges. He came out with a new movie this year with the same main people, which is Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, called Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, yeah, so, right. I've heard good things about this. It's it's fucking outstanding <laughs> right uh so you know like the the uh the premise of in bruges if you've never watched it first off watch that movie it's fucking outstanding but you know it, it's kind of these two hitmen who are on like a forced sabbatical sort of thing uh who end up like forming kind of this affection and bond by accident um, and it's really, I mean, it's it's just like a well-written thing. It's really well acted and it's very, I don't know, I don't know if heartwarming is the right word, but you know, like it, it hits you in the feels, I think. Uh, this is very much the opposite movie where it's it's a super small town in Ireland and it's like two best friends, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, who one day Brendan Gleeson just says, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And it just ruins everybody's time. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just like, there's no, I can't, I can't go into like the specifics of it, but like, there's no more to it than that. It's just one guy says he doesn't want to be friends and Colin Farrell is like, well, but you do kind of want to, right? Like I still want to. And it just blows super, just way, way, way out of proportion. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's outstanding. It's the best movie I've seen this year. I love it so, so much. I would go watch it again today. 
Well, I love that premise. That's a great premise. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially, especially if you like In Bruges, you'll love this movie. I think. I will say, my my buddy Zach said it was darker than he expected. So if you're expecting a happy ending, it's not that movie. Uh, but it's a it's a lot of fun. I really loved it. So Banshees of Inisherin. I think it's still in theaters. Go watch it if you haven't. Right on. Uh, so we're we got a backlog, you know. Yeah. We got Tales of the Jedi. We got Andor, which I still haven't watched. We got, what was the other things? Guardians of the Galaxy. We haven't done news in a million years. Yeah, we haven't even talked about, you know, we mentioned in this episode the James Gunn shit. Yeah. So, yeah, we can do any of those things. I mean, definitely Guardians is fresh on my mind. Okay. If you guys wanted to do that, but I'm down for whatever. I want to do Andor personally, but I am fine. I might need another week for Andor. Okay, well, then let's do Guardians next week. Is Guardians a full episode? That's my only question. It could be a short one. (laughs) That's fine, too. Um, Yeah, sure. We'll do Guardians next week. Plan for some Star Wars stuff after that. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Please, you know, rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. We're going to get better at doing these more regularly, I hope. But, you know, please let us know if you have any feelings about Black Panther. If we missed anything, uh, uh, if if you have feelings about Namor's Bulge, please tell us, because we do, too. (laughs) Uh, you can reach us at realphoniesgmail.com. Uh, please follow, also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our thing. We'll see you guys later. Later. Listen. If Florence Pugh was going down on me every day, I would immediately fucking you know, know something was if up. If Florence Pugh went down on you one time, you should know it's a simulation. <laughs> <laughs>